OSL is the leading distributor of radiotherapy patient positioning equipment and physics QA products for the UK and Ireland, supplying both the NHS and private sectors. We currently have a busy event schedule and will be attending many conferences in the next few months and many of the regional study days. For a full list of where to meet us, please do get in touch. As well as our event schedule, we also have a busy product portfolio that has recently been updated to. This includes Sky Factory for state-of-the-art visual LED lighting. We have MyQA Ion and Ion RT from IBA for automated patient-specific QA for photon, electron and proton radiotherapy. And we also have MR Box from our AI suppliers at Therapanacea, allowing AI-powered MR-only workflows for a more consistent and high-quality planning pathway. For SGRT, we have a vast range of open-faced thermoplastic masks, as well as surface-guided compatible clear bolus from ClearSight, preventing any risk of interference between the skin surface and your SGRT solution. And as always, do not hesitate to get in touch to discuss your product and service requirements with our friendly and knowledgeable team. Our account and clinical specialists are from a radiotherapy and physics background, and we are more than happy to chat about the clinical benefits and the workflow of all of our products. Hello everyone and welcome to UKIO in Liverpool. My name is Norman Joel Cranston and I'm joined by fellow host Joe McNamara. Hi everyone. They've got another wonderful guest. Um, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, uh, so my name's Dr Amy Robertson. I work for the College of Radiographers. I'm the Professional Officer for Education and Accreditation. It's <laughs> a long title. You've, you've nailed that, saying that title now. <laughs> yeah, I've said it about a hundred times, but there you go today. But yeah, thanks for inviting me. Pleasure. So... That title sounds really fancy. What do you do? Okay, um, it's pretty broad, and how I try and describe it is that we've got, first of all, from from our output, our deliverables, we've got three sort of main outcomes that we do at the College of Radiographers. So we've got endorsement, the first one, which is sort of CPD providers want into uh, sort of benchmark their quality against um, our requirements so that they can endorse it as a CPD pack for individuals so it's like a quality mark and so that's the first body of work that we do the second one perhaps the biggest um, amount of work that I do is program approvals and short course approvals so that's working with all of the higher education institutions across the UK we currently have around 30 31 um, universities but that number's growing which is quite exciting but again it creates uh, a bit of chop and change in the industry so it's quite exciting times so educational providers come to us and sort of say this is what we want to do this is the program we've got uh, how do we align it to your quality indicators basically so we support them uh, through that process again it's a really good quality mark for learners so if you're um, a prospective student and you're looking for a radiography program try and have a look is it college approved you'll know then it's got had some rigor and there's people looked at it in addition to the hcpc but it's got the professional standard and then the other sort of thing that we do is accreditation so this is an individual award this is anyone who is working as a radiographer whatever they're doing they can benchmark their own practice against our um, outcomes and get individual accreditation so what could you get accredited for? Oh, currently, <laughs> what we got live. Um, so we did have the, everything live before sort of COVID and yeah. then there's been so much change. We've had that many policies and documents come out that we put a pause on it. We're rebuilding it. 
and this is where we're at the minute. So we've got the assistant practitioner and MAMO associate. So the MAMO associate is new to the family. So I was going to say, I've never heard it of that is, one yeah. So it's a, it's a new accreditation for anybody working as a mammography associate. Uh, it's got its own set of learning outcomes. Um, a lot of programs can fast track. So if you undertake um, an educational provider's program that's you know, approved by us, yeah. we can then fast track you as an individual, uh, as an uh, individual to a credit. So we've got some of those on board and they've gone through the fast track route. Uh, we've also got practice educators, these unsung Woo-hoo! heroes that exist. You know, so we've got um, our practice education accreditation scheme, it's called PEAS. Uh, that's how, how people only know it, PEAS, uh, <laughs> which is great, but it, it's the it's AHP benchmarks that we meet. It's not us going a bit rogue as radiography, you know, we've got that standard right across um, all of the AHPs. So they meet the learning outcomes write a little reflection or fast track depending on uh, what learning you've done and then you get individual accreditation. I've got a personal question to ask. Oh right, okay. If you were PEAS accredited previously, are you still PEAS accredited? Possibly is the answer, not the politician's (laughs) answer. So so what we can do is there's a critical narrative, okay, so we do have what we call a a re-accreditation process, which actually not many people do it's a snapshot a lot of organizations just do a quick snapshot there's your certificate away yeah. you, you go but i think what's nice with the college is we do have that ongoing re-accreditation process at all of those levels they last for five years so it's good go and yeah. have a look yeah. at when it was <laughs> um, and get in touch with us because there may be possibility of, of looking at that but if if not and you've and you've gone out with at that time it's not to panic, we've made it much easier, shorten the pieces of evidence, well, shorten good, the critical it was narrative. Meeting, wasn't it, <laughs> yeah. I did it? Yeah, so less pieces of evidence, it lasts for five years, you know, which is longer as well. So hopefully we've streamlined it. We've we've recognised it's tricky yeah. and it's difficult space to work in at the minute. So if you get individual accreditation, it, again, it's that mark for your learners that, you know, they can have reassurance that you know what you need to know to give them a good quality experience. As an individual, so if I'm newly qualified at the moment, why would I want to work towards accreditation? You don't want to work towards... Why would you want to? Why would you want to? Well, I guess there's multiple factors. So the first one is that individual, okay, and it's celebrating success so all you're doing is benchmarking what you're doing against indicators that you're already doing it it shouldn't be difficult you're already keeping your cpd up to date perhaps not on cpd now <laughs> that being said now? all you need to do is copy paste it we've got a verification system in now as well to add a little level of governance so all of your CPD has to be verified by some someone, service manager, or whoever's run the program and things like that. So again, we're putting those levels of governance in that, that really makes it a quality thing to hopefully get. I think it is becoming more recognised. So then this is the, the wider than you. So rather than your own, yes, look at me, I've got my certificate. Your service manager might want to like sort of quality indicate what they've got on on in the workforce. So if you can say, well, actually, I've accredited all of my skills against all of these outcomes, they'll be like, fantastic. Why isn't everyone doing this? Oh no, why did you speak? <laughs> um, so yeah, so I think you know your service manager, but also patients. Yeah, that's yeah. 
forget about them, you know. We, the voluntary register, we have the voluntary register for assistant practitioners, so anybody, a patient or anyone can go and have a look at who's accredited as an assistant practitioner, and we have that register available as well. So it's that, it's those levels of governance. I guess it's not the most exciting things to talk about, but actually, you know, the rig is there. Um, so we would really encourage people to do it. It is becoming more of a, more known, I think. It, it sort of went off everybody's radar during COVID because it was all hands on deck, you know, and now people are thinking, well, I've got all this stuff, how can I patch it together? What are some of the opportunities that you found in your role? Opportunities? Yeah. Like... <laughs> I'm just, think, I'm just thinking, you know, lots of people maybe know about the Society of College yeah. Radiographers, but maybe what they don't really know about is what it's like to work, work there, and, and why would someone want to work there? Yeah, so I think I've got individual personal reasons, so I can go into those a little bit. So just before Covid hit, um, I went to work in a governance role in a university, so it was uh, academic quality and regulations. Then COVID hit and I sort of realised I've got this whole load of skills here that I'm not really using. Um, it sort of surfaced all of that for me as an individual and I thought actually I want to get back into healthcare. Whilst it's great working in academic regulations and governance, I, I don't think it was making the best use of my skills. So the job came up and I thought wow that kind of fits with my skill set, what's it about? Uh, I sort of knew it was about working with universities I guess I didn't realise the scope of the stuff yeah. that we do. We take things from individual members, so you still get that like that value added of talking to members and experiencing what they're doing, right up to working with different professional bodies, or work with um, ARCOT, the CSP, all of those kinds of stuff more strategically. So it's, it's, it's a great role really, because you're kind of doing a, a little bit of everything. Um, I think what other opportunities the most thing that I get asked about is what's the difference between the society and the oh, College of Radiographers? Yeah. You know, I think we so. asked that last year <laughs> of Richard. Yeah. Yeah. And he also gave that same oh. Yeah, I think it's really easy to answer for me. I work just for the College of Radiographers, that's yeah. my role. So it is all education, um, research, patient faith. I don't deal with any of the industrial relations yeah. kind of stuff. Um, of course I do speak to my colleagues about that, but uh, my role is primarily in the education sphere, so it's easy for me to answer that one. What are you most looking forward to at UKIA? <sighs> the sweets on your stand. <laughs> it's the people. I think because I've got a remote job, uh, so I, I'm home working. Yes, I work in London officially, um, but I live in Aberdeen and I work there. So for me, it's, co it's connecting with the people again because you can sit and you can work and you can do all this cool stuff, but actually you glean so much from just having conversations with people. Um, so for me, I've already met loads of people as well. And I, I like the name badges this year because they didn't have these last year and I think everyone's going, I know your face, but I don't really know <laughs> who know you are. Yeah. Um, so this is a big improvement, yeah. And I look really young on my profile picture, really skinny, and then you see me in real life. Oh, Joe, you look very different. <laughs> oh, well, thank you so much You're for coming welcome. on. You're welcome, thank you. It's been a pleasure to talk to you. 
I'm sure we will get you on again for a, an extended oh, episode. Oh yeah, Some, something quite spicy. I've got lots of good topics. I can imagine, I can imagine. <laughs> and I hope for anyone who's not able to see Amy in real life, she's wearing the most amazing shirt. Yes. So you need to check out the social Thank media you. image. Thank you. <laughs> Thank Thanks you. guys. Thanks.